Welcome back for another episode of GMT Kolo Presents Bas Bechalov, our exploration through Rambam's Hilchos, Machos, and Soros, Paratishi in Sefer Kedusha. Today we're up to Halacha Yud Chet, so that's 18 for our listeners back at home. Look this up at Savaria, ninth parak of Forbidden Foods, Halacha 18. And so before we are talking about the Rambam's laws, he specifically defines, this is going to be the whole centerpiece of this section. So, right, we can look at the whole, uh, this whole parak divided into different parts. The first part that we went through was what, what is Basr Becholov, what is Basr, what is Cholov. So that's the first, about uh, seven, or the first seven prakim, or what is Basr, what is Cholov. Then we go into the whole def- idea that where Basar falls into Chalav and it's Bittu Bashishim, then in the that basic thing where one falls into the other and there's a cooking element involved. The second thing we then went through was the or third thing was the all the different body parts of a cow. So very specific to animal anatomy and how those deal with Basar Bachalov since they have milk in them. And now we're at the main crux of the most practical session section which started with yesterday's episode where we talked about that the Torah only forbids what we call derech bishel, the way of cooking. Everything else is garabana. And, um, and if there's certain ways if something falls in one thing, how, how do we wipe it? Remember we had the whole principle of whatever is on the bottom, if it's, it's, if it's warm it takes the priority and then it causes a temperature change which is then the iser. So the next few sections, really up to the end, we're going to be going through different practical cases that involve some variation that's it's not really cooking, but it's it's darabanan and it, the way it causes um, prohibition. So today's episode, we're talking about salting and how it, it deals with mean milk. Because you might think, what, like, what what is salting? What does it have to do with mean milk? And the answer is very interesting. Is in terms of salt, the crystal of the salt is able to absorb a, a lot of things. That's why we put it on meat, right? Take out the blood. But in its absorption, it also serves a role in bring. Like if I have salt on the meat, it can also serve a role in attracting when it picks up the milk. It absorbs the milk into it at a very strong level, more than the meat usually would. Right? Yesterday we were talking that nagia, that there's not really shomer nagia between me and milk. Like, all you need to do is clean it down. I mean, you shouldn't do it, but just wipe it down. But that's not really the same case with salting. The salting absorbs a lot. So let's go into the basic principles. We're going to have one case, and it's, it'll, it'll be nice. Yeah. Okay. Halacha Yudchet. Maliach she'enu nechal mechames melecho. Something that is so salted that one wouldn't eat it. Harihu keroteach. Excuse me. So if something is oversalted, it counts as if it's boiling, and by that we mean it has the same status if it's cooking. That doesn't mean it's a deoraisa. It just means that the properties of it are the same as something that's cooking. But if it's something that's eaten even with salt, like this, there's this dip called koseach that was made out of, it was made out of some dairy, made out of some bread. It was made out of a lot of salt. But it's things like that, those are consumed with, even though there's salt, they don't count as roseach. They don't count as boiling or cooking. So what do we mean by this basic, what do we mean by this principle? What we're trying to talk about here is the idea that if something is oversalted, if the salt is not part of the meal, 
Like, you wouldn't eat the food if it has too much salt. It's not part of the meal, it's separate from the meal. Therefore, that counts as over-salting, and then that leads the milk to interact. But if the meal is just a very salty, like, I don't know what it is, a very salty uh, piece of chicken that normally would be eaten with so much salt, then that doesn't count as something that would attract the... Uh, the dairy or the other the opposite thing and bring the iser which makes sense because the more salt you have obviously the more it attracts so if there's a minimum level then that's where we define as the amount that the salt comes in or not and the issue is that you can't really have there's no basic shear on how much the problem's just doing it play by ear you know if you would eat this good if you wouldn't eat this no which something his commentators comment on in that He's just, he's saying it depends on the place, because we have to imagine, like, different places have different cultures, what we eat here is not different from what they eat, different country. And specifically, when he's quoting, the whole, this is an opinion in the Gemara of Shmuel's, the, in the times of the Gemara, in, in much of the pre-modern era, foods were consumed with large amounts of salt. They didn't really have the modern industrialized sugar complex that we do. And they used a lot of salt to preserve things. So foods had a much saltier, more sour taste, and people were more used to it. Whereas nowadays, you know, it's completely different. So that's why the Rama can't really be putting a, a basic amount. It's he's leaving it up to the reader to decide how much is too much. But the basic amount with, with, the, with the way we saw Kalacha is, according to the Shulchan Aruch and the Rashi, he would say it's the amount that you need to just do on meat because you put a lot of salt on meat. That's what we say is too much. He says if you're salting it to keep it for a long time. And the, the Ramah writes, since we're not really experts, the Ashkenazi, the Ashkenazi way was to put in even a little bit of salt. It counts as boiling. And it's good to hold by that unless you have a significant financial loss. And the Ramah also wrote that even if you salt only one side of the meat, it counts as if it's the whole thing is uh, salted. And also then the Shulchan also adds that there's no prohibition of benefit because that's one of the derisas is that you're not allowed to benefit from something that's Basar B'cholov. So he says that doesn't apply here. And also if the piece of meat is very uh, wet, then the whole thing is usher because it absorbs, because when we're saying that the Shulchan writes when we're saying that it's, it, the Isser is only, the the way you get around the iser is if you peel the piece of meat because it only absorbs up into the point. That's according to the Shulchan Aruch. And but the in the Ramah writes that not even peeling, you need to have bittul b'shishim against that, whatever that was swallowed, like we would for normal cooking. Okay. Vaiter. Um, let's. So the Ravid, if you were noticed, the Ravid has a comment at this point, which is really fascinating. And challenges the whole. Actually, excuse me. I, I was. Uh, let's keep reading, and then we'll go to the rabbit's comment. Of shachut, if we have a bird that's been shechted, so the meat of a shechted kosher bird, shenafel lechalaf or lekusach sheishbo chalaf, it falls into milk, or to this kusach sauce. We said this really is spicy dairy sauce. A lot of salt in it. It's it's not saying so edible. Sheishbo chalaf. And it has in it milk, because there are different ways of making kusach. You didn't necessarily have to have milk. In kaihu, it's just raw. If it's just raw meat, all you need to do is, if it's uncooked, I, excuse me, 
obviously in this case, uh, um, so it's just regular madicho uh, umutter. All you need to do is wipe it down and allowed. Beamsli kofo. But if it, it was roasted, which presumably causes it to, to absorb more, all you have to do is peel it back. If it either had cracks in it or was it was overly spiced, because the not not only this the other the previous thing we were talking about the how the meat different properties of the meat causes absorption, but also if it has salt seems to not salt spices. Or it just cracks in the meat, allow the milk to enter in. Okay. So that's the interesting thing. First, just to take a look at the fact that he uses the term oaf is very interesting. Why doesn't it apply to all animals? So the Gemara has a case. It's it's called the case of the bargosla, which means like a duck that falls into karma, which means the same as koseach, this special sauce. In the bargosla, it doesn't mention anything about really specifically about the bird. So the Rama infers from that it's referring to all birds. And but notice the interesting thing that he says of shachut. By that he's specifying that it has to be a, a dead bird. It has to be a kosher dead bird. Doesn't be what if a live bird jumps in a bucket of milk? There's not really an issue. But other people do have gearses that seems to suggest something like that. And then besides that. He seems to have a girsa right here that kusach, remember before, is something that ne'echol kemos shuhu. That is something in despite his salt count. And that's something the rive is just going to pounce on right now. So remember, we, we've had the rive come up a few times, and this is going to be the second to last time we see him. So, you yeah. know, wish, wish him a goodbye. And so the rive was one of the leading we show him in Provence. And he remember we we've talked about this a few times before, but he comments every time he disagrees with the Rambam. He uses very short language, and he also draws on the Gemara. The Rambam will not mention the Gemara. In, in ter- he's trying to prove his point because he felt that the Rambam was usurping authority by not mentioning his sources, by assuming that his is the only opinion. Let's read. So his point is he's attacking right. We were talking about the Koseach. He has issued that the Koseach. This sauce counts as something that even for its own content. Amar Avraham, lo kevan yafe, he was not focusing well. Shalom amar begamara, do we not say in the Gemara, nechal mechames malcho al kos, something that's even on salt content, on koseach, ela al bar yona, shenafel l'soch ha koseach. So he's saying, the, when the Gemara mentions, it's, it has the case of the the bird that falls into the... First, notice he has in different gears. He says baryon, it means like a dove. So he's not, that could even be a live bird. He's not saying shchuta. It's not a bargosla. He's a baryona. Very different. Next thing. He's saying that the whole issue right here is when the bird falls in to the sauce. It's not that the sauce is... It's not because we're not talking about the salt content of the sauce. That's not the ikr of the uh, the whole gemara statement. Rather, the whole the gemara is really talking about the bird itself. That the bird is eaten despite its salt content, and that's why it doesn't absorb. We don't care about the salt. Because we don't care for this. Uh, not the salt. We don't care about the koseach, the this milk dairy sauce. Really, we're concerned about the bird, and we're concerned if the bird is swallow, swallows the sauce or not.
So you can't, so you can't infer from there that Koseach is something that would be consumed by its, that's something consumed because of its dairy content. And because, not, excuse me, not because of dairy, because of its salt content. You can't assume from there. And then he can, continues. He didn't look in to see. Um, that, that doesn't, that doesn't go to derive that we could, he didn't, but despite that, he didn't derive that, that Koseach is something that's in despite salt, um, salt content. That he's saying that Koseach is not really something that one eats by itself. It's something that one eats with like bread or something. So therefore, any that it's something is not eaten because of the salt content. That's not talking about that's something talk, that's not talking about something that can be eaten with something else because everything that's sour if I eat it with something sweet will eat it if it has a lot of salt on it that that's not the issue right the, when the the gemara says that it was thing that's not eaten because it's salt it means eaten by itself and koseach is not something eaten by itself and he concludes with that and there's a statement in the Masech that people it says that people do not usually eat koseach by itself so because of that, we can infer that koseach is first not something eaten by itself. It's a, it's a dip. It's, people don't eat it. Dips, you don't drink hummus. Therefore, you can't derive anything from that. And that koseach, the Ram is wrong to include koseach. That case is only specific to the case of the bird falling in. And so then that sits up on Machlokas is, is the Ram talking about something when the Ram says, it's not saying eaten because of the salt content. Is he saying like the Ravid says that it's not eaten because of, by, that it has to be something that's eaten by itself or something that's eaten with other things? Because that, like, if we say that Koseach, that it's saying it's eaten because of its salt content, it's not, it's eaten with other things. But that poses a huge issue because when the Shmuel makes a statement in the Gemara, he says, Mechames Milcho, because of its salt content, not because of something else's salt content. So it has to be the meal by itself. The basic shot of the statement is the, the thing by itself. So, and that, that's the whole issue. So there's, the Kessler's Minister says, we can't say that the, that's the Machlokas. Rather, the Machlokas must be, what is it? That the Ramam agrees with him that it has to be something in by itself. But he's saying Kusach because he's saying that Kusach is something in by itself. And so the Ravid the says, well, what? Don't, don't you see the statement in Gemara and Psachim? The Gemara Psachim says, people do not eat Kusach by itself. He would say, no. What's really talking about right there when it says it's not eaten by itself is that it's not eaten by itself, not because of the salt, it's because it has moldy bread in it. Nobody's eating moldy bread. People don't care about the salt. So that Kusach case, and so the, he agrees with the rivet. So the rivet's whole proof that he brings against him doesn't really necessarily work. And then it just then so that's the whole ikur of this whole the most important thing. And then besides that, when he mentions the the pelachim or the if it's salted or if it has holes, he doesn't mean it has to have both. It could be one or the other. And also, something mentioned in the commentators is that it's t- talking specifically about it has to be a case of the things are cold. Because 
if the things are hot, remember yesterday we just talked about if the one thing is hot, then you have to peel it or you have to do you have to do more, right? That's almost like bishul. And um, so when it's talking about something that's obviously rami is cold, but if it's talking about sali, if it's talking about roasted, the the commentators interpret this to be cold. Now let's read the final psakalacha. Stay with me a few more. So the Shulchan Aruch writes um, on this that it, it's when the, it's talking about that if it's uh, roasted, you have to peel it. He says no. It's actually talking about ro- um, it's only talking about warm uh, ro- roasted meat. It, it, uh, there's no issue with cold roasted or regular. Ro- if it's cold roasted, you don't need to peel it at all. It's just regular meat falling in. It was the difference with chai. But the Ramah writes, no, what we're really talking about, no, it has, it is cold meat. It has to be cold meat that's falling in. Otherwise, it, it, because cold meat roasted, it changes the properties of the meat. And he says, that's our min hug, unless you cause a financial loss. And he's also, the Ramam also interprets that, and according to the interpretation of the Shacharach, that if it has the holes or the, or it's, it's, it has spices, like we said, that's only talking about if it's roasted, because if, that's how they interpret the sentence, the im sali, they interpret it as all one statement. But many people interpret it as two separate statements, and therefore, in all cases of it being uh, spiced or, or otherwise, and it falls in the milk, then there's an usher. Thank you. Have a good day. Good sh- um, tomorrow is our last episode before Pesach. Hopefully... Good, good holiday, good yontif, good Shabbos. Thank you.